0: So June 17th, 2008, I rushed to my car with extreme excitement in my heart as I drove to my parents' house to share the news with my father. I could barely wait until the car stopped. I jumped out, rushed up the stairs, and bust into my parents' room without any concern for whatever was going on. I yelled, yep, Pop, I got it. I'm the new dean of students at Loyola High School. Well, his response wasn't what I had imagined it would be in my dreams. Eyes closed and with shallow breath, he said absolutely nothing. But I wholeheartedly could feel him smiling from ear to ear, somewhere deep inside of that fragile and weary body. See, my father was at home in hospice and two days later, my Superman died and this was the birth of my interbeast.
1: This is Wyatt Jones III, principal, and alumni of Loyola Catholic High School, reading an excerpt from his book, The Urban Playbook, which he published this year. He describes it as a guide to building genuine and sustainable relationships with black boys. It's a summation of his 19 years at the school. First as an admissions director and dean of students, and finally the principal and the lessons that he's learned. This particular chapter is about Wyatt's father, the former principal of Loyola, and his superman.
0: So I think at that moment, at that moment, I realized my purpose. Um, it's kind of like when you think about like an alpha male or a lion, I realized there was something inside of me that was roaring. There was something inside of me that was uncontrollable. And that I realized what that was, was the passion that I had inside of me that my father's legacy would live on through the works that I did through, through the works and the words uh, that I would be able to pass on to others. And so that that beast was the passion inside of me to push my purpose forward and to ensure that I can touch as many lives as possible. And it was literally was like a, like a, um, a light bulb. It literally clicked on at that moment and uh, it hasn't turned off since then.
1: Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. Being a mom is the most challenging and rewarding job in the world. At Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan, they make it a bit easier for moms who are feeling alone, struggling financially, or who need an extra hand to help them establish a secure and happy family. To learn more about the ways you can help moms in need, visit ccsem.org respectlife. The educational landscape for inner-city Detroit youths is riddled with problems. Closures due to teacher absences and poor working conditions, some of the worst test scores and graduation rates in the nation. Black males are statistically less likely to graduate than their peers, but Wyatt Jones III, the principal and alum of Loyola Catholic High School in northwest Detroit, has been trying to change that. Here's Wyatt.
0: I think inherently sometimes the system seems to be set up um, in a way that... uh, does not allow our young men to flourish. I think here at Loyola, we've had the distinct opportunity of doing education differently, to meet our young men exactly where they are in their formation, where they are academically and find ways to propel them um, where they are now in a position to be successful. And that does not come um, light of any type of adversity or obstacles. I think our young men are faced with it each and every day. And I think the Urban Playbook is an opportunity to uh, shed light on what happens when you really give of yourself, as, as Saint Ignatius will say, to give and not to count the cost.
1: Wyatt is exactly who you want educating your kids. He's battling the detractory statistics on inner city graduation rates, one relationship at a time. And he's succeeding. For the last 12 years, Loyola High School has been an outstanding exception to the Detroit High School norm with a 100% graduation and college acceptance rate. And Wyatt's proud of these numbers in their nationally ranked debate team, their football and basketball teams. But there's something Wyatt takes a little more joy in, the personal transformation of his students. Every time a student walks through his door, he's not seeing the gawky 14-year-old or the combatant junior standing before him. He's seeing a future spiritual heavyweight. And with Donovan Jackson, or DJ as he's known by his friends and family, it was no different. I'm Donovan
2: Jackson. My nickname is DJ. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and I currently live in Buckeye, Arizona.
1: DJ was raised by a single mom with few male influences other than those in his gang. When his behavior eventually got him kicked out of the public school he was attending, his mom was on the prowl for some positive male influence and a wholesome environment. She gave him an ultimatum.
2: Either I go to Loyola High School, which she said was a Catholic all-boys school, or I can go to school in Noblesville, Indiana.
1: In DJ's eyes, an all-boys school or Noblesville, Indiana was a raw deal. But he had a hunch the no-girls thing wasn't real. A friend told him Loyola had a good football team and it would be a good fit for him. But his biggest motivation?
2: Of course I didn't want to go to school in Indiana. So I said I'll try Loyola.
1: DJ started attending Loyola his junior year of high school. There was a lot to adjust to. There were uniforms... It was much stricter than this public school. And it turned out the no girls thing was real. So, uh,
2: school started, so months going by. So, I'm like, where are the girls in the school? So, everybody got to laughing. And of course, me being me at the time, I got upset. So, I'm like, what y'all laughing at? What's so funny? And my friend Johnson, I knew since preschool, went there. And he's like, bro, just relax. They're laughing because there ain't no girls. <laughs>
1: But DJ's mom's intuition about finding him positive male leadership at Loyola was apt. Because from the moment he stepped into the school, the first person he met ended up making a profound impact on his life.
2: So I went there, I tried it out, and the first person I met was Wyatt. And he was an angry young man who was uh,
0: connected to, you know, some neighborhood street gangs. And for, for me, what was most compelling about about DJ was um, he was very hardened on the outside. We talk about, you know, young men who just have rough edges or who don't have an opportunity to have authentic emotions. And DJ specifically was one of those young men when he entered into Loyola High School that I realized automatically that all he needed was someone to tell them that they loved him. Someone to tell him that they were willing to accompany him on a journey. Someone would tell him that it was okay to just be a kid. You know, just the reassurance is what he needed. And so um, it's often that you run into kids, not often that you run into kids, and you're like, you know what, this young man has the potential to be great. He just needs someone to tell him that and to continue to pour into him. And so I, I had immediate attraction to to DJ when he came to Loyola. And I, he became one of my kids, like the kid that I'm going to best my interest in over the course of his, you know, remaining three years here to ensure that as long as he's here and and I can physically touch him and I can pray for him, that uh, all things will be well.
1: DJ had a lot of baggage he was carrying with him. He wasn't ready to open the door to just anybody. Our
2: freshman my I was in a dark place, a real dark place. Um, I was lost. I had a lot of weight on my shoulder. I was in a gang life. My best friends was betraying me. Family, they was there, but they not in street life, so they don't really understand it. So when I first met Wyatt, it just, it seemed like he was the fit, but it was hard for me to let him in. I mean, when you come from where I come from, it's hard to let people close to you because you never know who your true enemies. Even though why I can tell from his energy that he was a good person, but uh, I had so many demons at the time I wouldn't allow him to be too close. Uh, finally, I let him in. A lot happened. I let him in. I mean, when I tell you why it changed my life, he brought a leader out of me that I knew was in me, but I was battling so much at the time I couldn't. I just I couldn't
1: see it. One of the chapters in Wyatt's book is devoted to DJ. It's called DJ and His Demons.
0: All right, and So I talk about our relationship over the course of years where he was able to open up, realize that he can have authentic conversations, that there was absolutely nothing that I needed from him but to be of service to him. And then we look at his growth through trials and tribulations and ultimately accomplishments far beyond what I think he ever thought he could do. And so it's really a testament to his life um, in his time and his growth
2: it mean a lot to me like he when I lost my my best friend I was like my little sister I was able to lean on him and he was able to lift me lift me up man uh, when I battled things in the streets it's things that happen in the street. he knew about before I knew and he tried his best to shield me and protect me Um, but like he said there's only so much you can do between eight to five. After five, I go home. He ain't there, but he's a phone call away. But I had time to pick up the phone a little times. But he played a he played a big part, man. And the main thing is, he showed me what a real man looked like. He showed me what caring concern looked like. He showed me what it's like to actually live
1: by the four. For the boys' senior year, they attend a retreat called Kairos, where student leaders help plan and lead the retreat and guide small groups. First on the list was DJ.
2: They picked me to be a leader. I was just so confused at the time. Like, why? Why y'all picking me? I don't want to be a leader. I don't really like none of these students. They don't like me. I got a lot of other stuff dealing with. Once I get outside of the walls... So why do y'all want to take me and put me in a position to lead some kids that really don't rock with me like that? The crazy part that retreat changed my life. That that letter that came from my heart that white helped me create changed a lot of my fellow classmates' lives. And on this day, I swear to God, on this day, a lot of the kids and boys I was in my class that I didn't even know, they tell me on a regular, like, bro, you changed my life. Bro, I looked up to you more than you know it. And it's like, that meant a lot to me.
1: DJ still has the letters he received on the Kairos retreat from his mom and Wyatt. Wyatt says, Every day I think about your transition and I'm proud to know you. If you think of the ultimate changes you've made in these last two years, Many people would never believe it. When you first came to Leola, you were angry with the world. But as time continued, you've grown into a respectable, caring leader to all you encounter. You're an inspiration to many. Continue to stay on the straight and narrow. Today, DJ lives in Arizona. He's married and has two kids. He works as the director of palliative care for a complete hospice company.
2: Why help um, me see it? I mean... I'm in therapy now, so my therapist tell me all the time it's okay to be emotional. And, um, yeah, I still struggle with that, but I can tell you right now, like I want to be emotional, because I never told bro how much he really meant to me. Because I don't really, I don't really, I'm getting to that point to be able to do that. But the the old me make it hard. <laughs> but um, sorry, not to me talking sir, but bro, he he meant a lot to me. He helped shape the man I am today. I've been mentoring. I'm a director uh, in a hostage company. Me, game, Baggin' DJ, a director in a hostage company. At the age of 32, at that, at the age of 27, I was a supervisor for a state of Arizona out here for a dog-protective service to protect the elderly population. And why it helped shape that. So... Pretty much to sum it up, man, Wyatt, Wyatt is really a man for others. He really living in the fourth. A lot of people, they gravitate or they lean on Wyatt because Wyatt understands it. I mean, just take for example me. Like, Yeah, you got the old DJ that was always mad, upset, one to fight, game banging. But now I change my ways and I'm a man for others, for the community. Why it was the same way. He was a man for
1: others. That's so why was at Loyola. DJ might be surprised about the man he became, but you know who wasn't?
0: Wyatt. DJ yeah. is is my guy. And, um, you know, to be quite honest, you know, prior to him coming to Loyola, he always mentioned to me, he just doesn't know what his life would have been or, you know, what he had really succumbed to the street had he not had an opportunity to come here. So it's, it's when I look at rewards, here on earth, that those are my rewards. Like I know, ultimately our rewards come from heaven. But if I get any, any, anything good comes out of the fact that I'm able to to um, change the trajectory of someone's life, what better reward could you ever have? You know, so I'm just honored to know him and the man that he's become. I think ultimately, um, you know, as 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 a Catholic Christian man. I want to be able to. Uh, this is my evangelization. This is how I evangelize. This is the way in which I push the good news of Jesus Christ. Not necessarily through the words that I use, but indeed the deeds and actions um, in the way that we impact others. And so, I think we all have to play a role in the kingdom. And this is my my small little imprint.
1: Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Being a mom is the most challenging and rewarding job in the world. At Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan, they make it a bit easier for moms who are feeling alone, struggling financially, or who need an extra hand to help them establish a secure and happy family life. To learn more about the ways you can help moms in need, visit ccsem.org respectlife.